Tuesday Night Mystery Club. Hello and welcome to the Tuesday Night Mystery Club. I'm your host, Caitlin McCluskey, and today I have a very exciting announcement. I'm not joined by one, not two, but three of my best friends, Gabrielle, Charlotte, and Nikki. Hello, everybody. Hello! Hi! Hey! So they've all been on the podcast before, so they're not new to this experience. We thought it'd be fun to do a short story with three people's minds to guess who did it and see how that works. <laughs> I got my pad of paper ready. For notes. <laughs> <laughs> Very quiet. No secret. Michael, they're coming for you. I don't think he listens. <laughs> okay, so today we are doing The Coming of Mr. Quinn. And it was, so this was, it's like a short story, story collection of... I'll bet it's a short story. <laughs> it's in, the story collection is called The Mysterious Mr. Quinn. So he is present in all of the stories. Gotcha. And this, uh, the book was first published in 1930. I don't know if that's when this, each story was written. Okay, are you guys ready to get started? Absolutely. So the kind of setting of this story is there's been a New Year's Eve house party at this place called Royston, and it's hosted by Tom Evansham and Lady Laura Evansham. So they're like the, the married couple. And they have a bunch of kids who have all gone to bed, so not important. But the kind of guy who's narrating the story, Mr. Satterthwaite, which is spelled S-A-T-T-E-R-T-H-W-A-I-T-E. In case you're wondering, not important. Write that down. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't write it down. I also already forgot what the wife's name was in their last Laura. name. Laura. Wait. Laura. It's Tom and Laura. Tom and Laura Eversham is what I wrote. Eversham. Eversham. And there's no R, I don't think. <laughs> I didn't write it down. So it's narrated by Mr. Satterthwaite, and he's kind of going, he, he can't remember kids' names. Basically, he says young people, but he's saying, like, kids' names these days, why are they important, whatever, whatever. He's 62, and they describe him as a dried-up little man who knows when drama is at hand. Sorry, he, he's narrating the story, and he describes himself this way. I, I guess so. Maybe, okay, maybe not. Maybe there's, like, a third-person narrator at this point, but for the most part, it's, like, his perspective. So, some other occupants, um, some other people that are at the party, and I guess will be staying over, are Sir Richard Conway. He's described as a soldierly sportsman. Then there's a couple, Mr. and Mrs. Portal. Um, and so, I don't think I ever do I use their first names. I do. Okay. So the wife is Eleanor. She's like she's Australian. Satterthwaite is describing her as kind of like a very interesting woman because she just looks so alive. He's saying she's not necessarily beautiful, but she looks alive. Is that how you want to be described? No, like, that sounds sure. Kind of why not? Like a backhanded like. Does that mean your eyes are bulgy or something? <laughs> <laughs> I remember I thought of it meant that you were on cocaine or something. Like, you were just always so. Oh, alive. I was thinking like they're just super tan and they obviously spend all their time outside doing activities. There you go. So who knows what it means is what you're saying. That's how she's described and. He also asks this question, he, he goes, most people who dye their hair, it's to make it blonde in this day, apparently, but she's a fair-haired woman that dyes her hair black, and he's going, why does she dye her hair? And then he's also noting that, like, most men wouldn't know she dyed her hair, but he knows. So the other, Mr. Satterthwaite, after kind of observing the wife like this, he's just on a, on a train of thought here, 
He's observing that the husband looks as if he really adores his wife, yet sometimes he'll give her like a glance that makes it seem like he's afraid of her. And he's kind of putting it up to nerves and kind of is noting that the wife's doing nothing for his nerves. She's not like a... a nerves her, yeah. about like the, the party or nerves about her? Nerves. Okay. Nerves. Nerves all around. So then the clock strikes midnight, everyone gets all excited, and it reminds Laura, the mistress of the house, um, of her as a child singing Auld Lang Syne. Auld Lang Syne. Thank you. <laughs> Is it German? No, it's uh, it's like the traditional New Year's Eve celebration mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. None of it looks like English, though. I, I don't know. Okay, it doesn't matter. But, okay, yeah, the song right. is in English. Okay. So it reminds her of that, and so she starts to hum it or sing it, and her husband, um, Tom Evesham, immediately gets upset. And she's kind of going like, oh, why are you getting upset, dear? And then she kind of goes, oh, yes, it reminds you of your friend, Mr. Cappell, who had shot himself in this very house a decade ago. Wow! That was super insensitive! Wow! Jeez! Sorry, why why does this remind him of him? Did he shoot himself on New Year's Eve? I don't know. Just like in front of your house guests start singing his trigger song and then tell all the house guests about it. Wow! And then she doesn't shut up about it. She keeps going. (laughs) She goes, oh yes, this bothers you and then keeps talking about it. So... It's midnight, so the two women get up to go to bed, and the men are going to stay chatting. They kind of, like, give each cigars. Basically, they give each other a look. nightcap. (laughs) They're like, it's time? Yes, it's time. And they both leave together. Wait, I thought there were three men. Oh, the women. The women. There's, I think, four men. There's Evesham. Oh, and Satterthwaite. Conway, Satterthwaite, and Portal are the the four four men. And then the two women are the wives of Evesham and Portal. So yeah, exactly what you said. The men fill up their glasses with whiskey and talk reverts back to um, politics. No, Capel, oh. the dead, the dead, the guy who had shot himself. Oh. Um, so I guess they are okay talking about it. I don't know. Just not in front of the women, folks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> screw those people. So, Mister Evesham is kind of saying him and Conway had actually been in the house at the time, and it, before that, it had been the house they're living in now had been Capel's house. What? Until he shot himself. Did they inherit? How did they get the house? Um, basically, he says at some point he just he had he'd been moving to the area anyways, and this was the only suitable house. Like it's a it's like a mansion. It's got like they're in the uh, not the hallway, but you know, like the the grand hall is where they're sitting right now. Okay, partying it up with whiskey. So uh, he just says it was the only suitable house, and it was going really cheap because no one wanted to live in it because it was quote unquote haunted. So they were at the house when he shot himself. Uh, Mr. Evesham and Mr. Sir Richard Conway had been there. They had, they had all been friends and they had been having like, like they a... Did they witness it or he like went into another room? I'll get there. They had been having a dinner party. Oh, shoot yourself. You're on a dinner party. Good lord. So from there, I think because the four of them are talking about it, they ask if, if the other two men, Southwaite and Portal, had known this guy, Mr. Cappell. And so Southwaite says, I think I knew him slightly, but Portal fiercely denies that he had ever met him. Which Southwaite kind of gives him like a look of like, huh, okay. Like he feel, like he just felt it was weird, his emotions about it. And then Mr. Evesham, so that's, yeah, basically he's talking about why he got the house. And then all of a sudden there's a knock at the door. Uh-oh. This is after midnight, guys. Ooh. And so Mr. Ever, Eversham, Eversham, Evesham, goes to open it, and there's a man standing there who says, 
I'm so sorry to interrupt, but my car just broke down and my chauffeur says it should be fixed in 30 minutes. No, he doesn't need any help, but it's just so cold. And he leaves the sentence hanging there for um, Mr. Abisham to go, oh yes, please come in. And then he, he steps over the threshold and introduced himself as, the name's Quinn, Mr. Harley Quinn. What? Really? Actually? Really. Oh, is he, is he going to be uh, a vampire? And he no, he's, invited a, he's a detective. I don't know. He doesn't say he's a detective. These are just... The mysterious is, Mr. Quinn. He's just in all of these stories. Harley Quinn, Quinn is my favorite <laughs> Marvel character. I, I wonder, where does that come from, though? Like, is it Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. And, like, where does that clown. come from? Like, okay. a kind of, like, pre-clown was called a Harlequin. Okay. Yeah. And so they, they turned like, it into a name of Harley Quinn to go along with the Joker theme. Okay, Harley Quinn has... So Harley, come, Harley and... Quinn's arrived. He has come. <laughs> the coming of Harley Quinn. He is here. And he they're kind of asking him about, like, have you ever been here before? She's like, yeah, yeah, I've been through the area before. Actually, I had known Mr. Capel. And so because it's like the English society, the fact that he's a friend of a friend immediately makes Mr. Evesham be like, oh, you're a friend of a friend. We can talk genially together. And, like, you can see um, Mr. Southwick kind of notes. He can see... Mr. Evesham relax in his demeanor about this Mr. Quinn. And so he kind of, Mr. Quinn notes about Mr. Capel, because they were already talking about this, and that's how he knew of the area, that it had been an inexplicable business. So inexplicable as in, like, unexplainable that he killed himself, or...? Yeah, I guess so. They never they never figured out why he had committed suicide. Mm. And so now we're going to get into what that, what that note. meant. Oh, no, 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 nothing. He had been in the prime of his life. He had not a care in the world. He had been extremely happy at dinner with all of his friends that night okay. and basically had gotten up from the table and 10 minutes later shot himself. So it was very like, oh, what happened in this Again, while the guests were still there. Yes, exactly. It's not a very uh, polite English thing to have done. No. At your own dinner party. But I mean, if anything other than English. Why do they think he killed himself? Yeah. There was, they, everyone at, at the dinner table was still at the dinner, dinner table. I guess they didn't think there was any reason for anyone else to come in no out play. of the house. Okay. But I don't think they're saying that's impossible. And he shot himself. I still need to know this is the murder we're wondering about. So Mr. Quinn says he likes to think that problems in the past are actually easier to solve once more time has passed because you're able to kind of take out all the personal feelings and just see facts as facts. And so he's kind of saying, let's let's have a inquest and talk about this problem, about this suicide and what actually happened. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know what would be a you good dinner there. party? <laughs> let's discuss a good friend of ours' suicide. <laughs> so I know I just arrived here at midnight and like, I don't know any of you, but what if we just talked about why our friend committed suicide, huh? Huh? Everyone's down. They're all like, yes, let's figure this out. Let's figure this mystery out for the final, for the last time. So Mr. Quinn asks, he starts by asking Sir Richard Conway if he can provide like a starting point. Like where would we start talking about this? And so he kind of thinks that, he thinks it's possible that there might've been trouble with women. And he's kind of going, that's always the problem, right? It's either women or money. And so I think maybe you could say women might've been the first problem. And so Mr. Satterthwaite said he had leaned forward to kind of add something to the conversation when he had noticed that at the top of the stairs, there was a woman huddled up, clearly listening. And he could tell by the pattern of um, her dress that it was Eleanor Portal. 
Just like sitting there motionless. She she was in love with cattle. What was it? Capple. Capple. She was in love with Capple. <gasps> oh, and that's why Miss that's why Mr. Portal is saying she fiercely denied knowing Capple. She also dyed her hair. Yeah, now she dyes her hair. And now she dyes she's her hair. She's a new woman. She's a new woman. Or she's in mourning. <gasps> this was ten For years. For ten ago. years. <laughs> But maybe. I and she, know what? And I don't she know. shows the know. morning with her hair. <laughs> She's also Australian. And we know from previous podcasts that Australians cannot be trusted. <laughs> Typical. See that Mr. Saxophone ends up, he doesn't say anything. He just, I think the conversation moves on. He just kind of notes it as like, oh, this is interesting. And this is part of his like, you know, personality, like being drawn to drama of what's going to happen. And I think at this point, he also realizes this is, it clicks in with Satterthwaite that Quinn is here as like the the playmaster. Like he's, contr- he's, he's he almost an actor and everyone else is acting and taking their cues and that kind of thing. And so he's he's immediately like, oh, this is so interesting. Like I'm, like, I'm a part of this. And he goes, and my, my role is audience member. So he just kind of sits back. But didn't he sort of know Capel? Yeah. But he hadn't been at the dinner. But Quinn had been. No. Had not Only Tom and Mr. Conway sir, finally. Mm-hmm. So then Mr. Evesham remembers that they had been talking at dinner about a woman because Capel had been kind of hinting that there might be an engagement in his future. And so they were they were they had all thought at the time that it was this girl, this woman named Marjorie Dilk. Okay, the name is spelled D-I-L-K-E. Dilk Dilk? Dilk? Dilky. <laughs> Dilk? I like Dilk. Marjorie D. Marjorie D. And he kind of was saying that he couldn't he couldn't announce the, he hadn't said this woman's name, this is just what his friends had thought, but that he couldn't make the announcement yet because he needed her permission to make sure it was all okay. So he was kinda of like waiting on that. The reason they thought it was Marjorie is because him and Marjorie had been great friends like for a while and they had gone out a lot, like I guess gone out on dates. But then they were thinking it also would have been they're thinking now like 10 years later that it would have been weird if it was her because it would have been so easy to tell people that they were getting engaged because they were such good friends like it just would have why would why would that be something that needs to be waited on and so it actually make a lot more sense if it was like a widower or someone who like a um or a married woman that was like getting divorced and then like he you know you'd have to wait on something like that and then they kind of talk about his like his what he was looking like and feeling like that that night at dinner, Mr. Cappell. And his friends describe him as being like looking as if he was drunk on happiness. And then Portal kind of pitches in that he was a man defying fate. And Mr. Satterthwaite at this point kind of thinks, I think Mr. Portal is talking about himself. Like he's he's hearing these words spoken about Mr. Cappell and thinking about himself and what Kind of speaking sure, his words. what did say? A man... Man-defying fate. But Portal wasn't there that night. No. But it just kind of... It goes along with his whole persona throughout throughout this evening that they're actually at. So he's, he, they're describing his junk unhappiness, yet ten minutes later, he's dead. And so then they're trying to describe... They're thinking, okay, let's look back. So we had all been at dinner, and then what had happened? The bell had rung. We had actually, there had been so much snow, we'd been snowed in for the last three days, and the post had just arrived for the first time in three days. We had gone to get the post, and he had opened the paper to see if there was any news, and then taken, there was like a pile of letters, and he'd taken them upstairs to open them. But when they had heard the shot, I think three minutes later after he had gotten upstairs, 
none of the letters had been opened. They were all le- they were all unopened. Right, well, well, how do we know it was all of the letters? So that's what Portal, Mr. Portal asks. He's like, like, what do you mean he didn't open them? And they kind of go, well, there was, there were no, all the letters were sealed. They were up there on his dr- dresser. There was no fire in the grate. Nothing had been ripped up or destroyed or like thrown out the window or anything. So there, there, none of the letters were open. Like we mean just that. That would have been so easy. Also, I'm sorry. So they've been at this house snowed in for three days. This sounds a bit different than just a dinner, dinner party. Yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. That's quite something. A three-day dinner party. They kind of, they, that's how they talk about it, and then they throw in that they had been there for three days, so I don't really know what actually was going on. Okay. But what about the paper? Also, who opens their mail while they have guests at dinner? I'm not sure if he brings the paper up if he's, le- he's left it downstairs. But did he look in it? I think he opened it as, like, they all, maybe they'd all gone out to the door, and he'd opened the paper to, what did I say? He opened the paper to look at the news, and then taken the letters up with him. Could have been something in the paper. An obituary, perhaps. Who's died? The, the mystery Marjorie. Ah. <laughs> or the mystery woman. Not Marjorie, obviously, because we would know. <laughs> but I think Mr. Mr. Quinn asked something to the effect of, like, well, then, then you called the police. And they go, well, we couldn't because at that time there was no telephone in the house. Mr. Evesham is saying, I put the telephone in since I, I kind of bought the place. But luckily, the, there was actually a local constable had was there in the kitchen when they had found the body. So he had come up, and the so the night before, Mr. Cappell's dog had like gotten loose and run away, and a someone just passing by road had seen the dog in a snowbank and brought it to the police station. And so the constable had been recognized it as Cappell's dog because it was one of his favorite. So the man, the constable had not like, had just arrived that day. Well, yeah. Constable have been there for three days with them. It, no, it sounds like now the snow was passable now, so he's just arrived. So it wasn't really a dinner. Was it a day party? Because it was the evening post? The evening post. Okay. They say dinner. Yeah. Maybe just that evening you could yeah. transmit things. But the, the dog had been re- kind of brought in, so the constable was returning it. Because he wrapped like, it's a small and town. And then got invited to dinner. No, you just gone there. Oh. Like, uh, he'd gone there after the post. Like right the post... after the guy shot himself, he arrived. Conveniently. Perfect, right? It's Negative Christie novel. <laughs> so they hadn't need to call the police. And then Mr. Quinn kind of goes like, oh, remembering dates is so difficult, isn't it? Unless you can kind of pin it on some, some public event that was nearby it. Which makes Conway go immediately, oh, yes, now that you say that, it makes me think of the Appleton case. And so they they had remembered they're kind of saying oh wasn't that such such a sad sad time with the Appleton case and the reason that they, they could kind of pinpoint whether it was before or after was because Capel had maybe throughout this party they don't say it was at dinner it could have been much earlier they had actually been talking about how he had visited the Appletons a week before Mr Appleton's death and then he had really he had felt really bad for Mr Appleton's wife because she was he kind of called the man a brute. And this was before anyone had suspected the wife of having murdered her husband. Evesham is kind of remembering how he was reading of the exhumation of Mr. Appleton in the paper, and but only half his mind was kind of on that, so he wasn't really taking in the Appleton case because he was he was grieving like his his friend's body was upstairs, like of the suicide. Sorry, they exhumed Mr. Appleton. Uh, it was in it was in the paper. Of that there was an exhumation order to exhume the body of Mr. Appleton because now there was like a the wife did it the the possibility of like foul play 
wanted to re-look at the body. So so they didn't think, like, he was murdered before, and then they wanted to re-look at the body? Yeah, they didn't think he was murdered before, and then they wanted to see if there was foul play. So then Mr. Quinn notes that your mind can always remember, like, your mind is always able to remember details when these kind of traumatic events happen. And even if it seems totally irrelevant at the time, and then he kind of says, like, like he might remember, like, have a detailed recollection of what the wallpaper looks like. And this makes Conway kind of remember, he goes, you know what, when you, as you say that, I'm vividly remembering after discovering the body, looking out the window, and I can still picture exactly how the trees were moving out the window. And then we're talking kind of reverts back to the Appleton case, and they're talking about how the wife had actually gotten off because, and as they say that, there's like a crash and it's Portal, Mr. Portal has just dropped the whiskey decanter. And Evan Shin says, oh, that's not, that's, don't worry about it, don't worry. Mrs. But it's, Portal is Mrs. Appleton dying her hair. Evan said, that's actually curious. It reminds me that the ser- one of the Appleton servants had seen Mrs. Appleton smash the port decanter uh, the day after her husband's death. Like, you know, just triggering in his mind. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Yeah, she seen her smash it. The servant had seen Mrs. Appleton smash the pork. But, like, what, like, in what way? Like, why? How Maybe come? there was poison in it. They don't, they don't specify. They just say that, like, they'd seen her smash the pork decanter, and that was part of the reason that, like... Like, throw it on the floor? Sure. Okay. I, I, what it's, are a you, weird, what, it's a weird thing for, like, picturing? a newspaper to have No, the newspaper it. didn't. I don't think the newspaper necessarily That's maybe that's what they, is that what made them think, oh, we investigate her? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I drop things all the time. I don't know if, if that's necessarily considered suspicious behavior. But I'm not saying the servant saw her dra- drop the port decanter. I said the servant saw her smash the port decanter. Okay. After okay. her husband had just died. The day after her husband she died. She was grieving. Okay, you're right. You're right. We don't know. It doesn't say. This was just like the the kind of things they were talking about and why the family have requested an exhumation afterwards. It's like there was the other things they were suspecting foul play. And sure enough, the body had been found to be poisoned with strychnine. Strychnine? Strychnine. 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 Um, But after, like through the trial process, there had been not enough evidence to prosecute or like to, 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 for her to go to jail. And they kind of say that they think it was lucky. They're saying, like Conway and um, Evesham are saying, like they're talking about it now, saying it was lucky because there wasn't anything saying she hadn't done it. It was just more they couldn't prove she had. So she kind of got off lucky. And they go, whatever happened to her? And say like, oh, I think she moved to like Canada or Australia or one of those like, you know, colony places. And as as this is all talking, Mr. Satterthwaite kind of notices how tightly Portal is gripping his cup. And he's thinking he's going to, crack it if he keeps holding it that tightly what are y'all thinking i think we all well, I agree think, yeah <laughs> yeah quite obviously mrs applegate not only murdered her <laughs> husband <laughs> we know what you're talking about applegate appleton apple 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 she then moved to australia and married mr portal dyed her hair changed her name yes and so mr portal knows about this or he doesn't know about it well i mean clearly he knows about it well, he's, he's feeling very stressed. He seems tense and afraid. Maybe he's putting things together like, oh, she had someone, like maybe, you know what I mean? Oh, as it's happening, he's, uh, he's realizing. Yeah, he's putting things together. do you think that he knows because they were in love, they were having an affair while she was married, and so it forced 
But my thing is, is she the mystery woman with... Yeah, we with, don't really have any any details about Capel anymore. Yeah, with Capel, right? Kind of left that story. Are we supposed to be focusing on the Appletons? Or Capel? I think their their inquiry was to figure out why Capel committed suicide. Okay, this moving trees I underlined. Because someone had just jumped out the window and was moving the trees. Well, who would be jumping out the window? Mr. Portal? <gasps> yeah, that does make sense. No, it would make sense. But why would... Why would he kill Capel? Did Capel see something? Because you said that they talked about that Capel had gone to like visit the Appletons or mm-hmm. Applegates or whatever. Yeah, it was. Appletons. Yeah. Did he? Maybe he saw something that mm. he shouldn't have seen, and it was a necessity that he died. He was talking too much at dinner about the Appletons. So the Apple. Sorry. So Capel had gone. Had known the Appletons. He had gone to visit them a week before Mr. Appleton's death, but no one at that point, like when they were taught when that had happened, no one suspected yet that it was the wife who had done it. But he knew that she, that he was no, dead wait, a week after he died, he had died. So Mr. Capel goes to visit the Appletons, Mr. and Mrs. Appleton, and a week after that, Appleton, Mr. Appleton, had died. and then some weeks after that, Capel dies. Um, yeah, some weeks, maybe even months. Like I don't, I don't know when the exhumation order would have gone through. But no one's suspecting the wife until the exhumation order because that's when they prove that there's Oh, poison. I for some reason wrote that that was Conway who had said that. Oh, Capel. Capel visited them. Okay. So Capel visited them, said, and the wife had said that she, he was a brute. So maybe she said something like, I'd kill him if I could. Then he's suspicious. So then someone comes and kills him, but he must know something more. I like your swaying trees idea, though. Yeah. Like someone someone came... So, did they find the gun beside him? Like... Yeah, every... every They don't talk about the death at all, but everything is to suspect. Like, everyone, everything points to suicide. So, let's assume it was found in his hand and he had shot himself through the head. Okay. To go back to the letter point, maybe someone... She yeah. thought she would be guilty and she confessed? Or, like, she thought she would be caught or That's something? That's what it is. And that so what it is. she writes the letter, but has to make sure that no one sees it. Yeah. So she has to go and kill yeah. him, make it look like an accident, jumps in the trees. Steals, the letter. steals the letter. Yeah. Steals the letter. So he had read the letter. He yeah. Yes. Read but whoever is out there in the anymore. tree has the letter. And maybe it wasn't her that killed him. Maybe it was her lover, Mr. Portal. Or, or there still could have been the thing that it could have been her. I mean, it was very athletic, but I still think that the mystery woman could have been her, and he still would have been very disapproving of the fact that he had murdered her husband. Like, you know what I mean? Wait, so he is he is planning to marry Mrs. Appleton? Yeah. <gasps> Maybe that's it. Maybe he was like, oh, I'm in love with you, your husband's like, get a divorce, and then she kills him instead, and then he realizes... Okay, but I still like the idea that the, someone came in, stole a letter. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah, that feels appropriate. The letter was stolen, whatever important letter it was, and then they jumped out the window into the trees. And Mrs. Portal is definitely Mrs. Applegate. Not Appleton? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Do you want to hear Mr. Quinn's recital of events? Oh, wait. 
Could the could the police constable have been Mr. Portal or something and then Sneaky? I don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah, let's hear the events. Okay. So I think Sather, Mr. Satherthwaite says something along the lines of like, oh, well, it's just destined to remain a mystery. And so Mr. Quinn laughs and goes, the facts are all there. Wow, I already <laughs> dislike Mr. Quinn. He, he doesn't say that. Oh, I just okay. shortened his several phrases into what he was getting at. And so he kind of, he says, I'll, I'm an, like, I understand that you guys were all like involved. Like this was like personal to you. I'm an outsider. So I can look at this just as what the facts are. And so then he outlines them. Mr. Kappel was super excited about an engagement at dinner. Then mail comes and he opens the paper. In the paper, he reads about the Appleton exhumation in a few short paragraphs. After reading that, he goes up to his room. We know the window's open because Conway says he remembers like looking out of it. And so, and we also know that a policeman basically showed up at that time. So he sees the policeman out the window and he thinks the policeman is coming for him and he shoots himself. Because, and so, and this is, this is where like, I have no idea, but this is a thing. And so you guys wouldn't know. Apparently strychnine doesn't dissolve in liquid. And so it sinks to the bottom. And so you won't actually ingest the strychnine and the decanter until you get to the bottom. So it can, you can kill someone weeks out from when you've actually like added the strychnine. Strychnine, sorry. So, so Mr. Kappel was the one who added the strychnine. Strychnine, strychnine to the port when he went to go visit her. When he had visited, and then a week later is what it was, but it could have been longer. He dies, and he thinks it's all happy-go-lucky. And so when he notices that the the body, he reads the paper, which they haven't gotten in days, that it's going to be exhumed. And then he goes up to his room to kind of think things over, maybe open his letters, and sees a police officer out the window. He has no idea why the police officer is coming. And so he thinks, I gotta get this over with. I gotta, or I gotta. That was pretty rash. But I mean, I guess putting strychnine in, in somebody else's port is a pretty rash thing to do as well. Okay, the question is, is Mrs. Portal? Yes. Mrs. Apple. Yes. And is. was he in love with her? Yes. Yeah. So that was his, he had killed the husband to be able to marry her. Yeah. And that's, they had been talking about it. And basically, I'm not sure what they were waiting for, but they needed a couple more months of him just Husband just died, we're not going to announce our engagement for a few more months. So he doesn't think about her at all and the fact that she's now going to take all this, the brunt of the blame now that he is gone and can't say anything. Yeah. And so her, there, I think someone asks, well, why'd she smash the decanter if she was innocent? And I think it's Mr. Satterthwaite that kind of answers, like, he, he's like, I think she's a really kind woman and she just, she didn't, she knew, she didn't realize that, um, Mr. Kappel was going to do this, and she realized it kind of immediately afterwards and mm-hmm. felt like she needed to like do something about it so that he, nothing would happen to him. And then the reason that kind of basically both Mrs. and Mr. Portal like run outside to thank Mr. Quinn as he's leaving, to basically be, um, Mrs. Portal said she'd, about, she'd been about to kill herself that night because she could see, she had explained everything to her husband, but could tell that her husband didn't believe her, and so she'd just been living in like her own hell for years or whatever it was, knowing that he didn't believe that she was innocent. And so this ability now to say it was Mr. Kappel has like lifted this weight off of both of them and they can like finally be happy together. Wow. And he married her? When did she tell him this? 
I have no idea because she wasn't that she did go to Australia seemingly I, I don't know how people fake that how they're like is it just the idea that Australians have the exact same accent as the rest of us and so you don't need to the rest of us as though we have anything that sounds similar oh, to no, Australian I'm, well no, I'm, I'm talking like British people I feel like English British people have more similar accents. But like, I don't she know. wouldn't have an accent, but she could still be Australian and just come from Australia. Like, you know what I mean? She could have been like, I went to a British boarding school. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone do your best British accent. Nope, that was it. <laughs> Charlotte's gone. Gabrielle? Well, I've got a very good British accent, actually. <laughs> okay. So, it's. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to compete with. It's pretty hard to compete, actually. <laughs> Nikki's shaking her yeah, head. There's no way I'm following that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, my brother, I, he's, he won't listen to this. This is my Scottish accent. I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you. <laughs> That's, That's very good, Caitlin, but I'm not sure it's as good as mine. Wait, what did that turn into? I have no idea. I think it might be a little bit of Irish in there. And you want to try an Australian accent? Absolutely not. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I heard that. Thank you. Hey, New Zealand. Today, um, mate. No. No, that's um, too Australian, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I, I just so. heard an interview with the Prime Minister. I was like, Clark doesn't need another shit. <laughs> <laughs> what did you even say? Yeah, I <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no uh, Clark has enough shits. He doesn't need a second shit. Do you just say do you just say gibberish? No, clock doesn't need another shit. Clock doesn't need another shit. Oh, Clark doesn't need another shed? Yeah. That was oh. exactly what she said. Who's Clark? Her, 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 her doesn't need another shit. My New Zealand um friend said it's her baby daddy. Alright. There you go. So you guys fell into uh the classic trap, I think. I fell into it as well. I feel like she it's written for you to fall into this trap. Of thinking the obvious thing? <laughs> of, of thinking, well, thinking it's the woman. Of thinking it must be her and not kind of going. I, to me, when I first read it there, I was like, oh yeah, that explains, like, you know, the fact that there was, the woman wasn't there. Or <laughs> just everything else where I was like, the woman did it. But. I'm so used to suicides being faked in these. Yeah. That I didn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. No. Also, you were right about the newspaper there, Char. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin really tried to put you off that track. <laughs> I gotta work hard on these things. Especially um, now that you can see my facial expression. I still did think it would have been far-fetched for someone to... I know I suggested it, but to someone to jump out into a tree. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was also thinking, there would have been a lot of snow and a lot of footprints. Like, how would they have walked away from that? Oh, tree? true! There was snow! I forgot about the snow. True. But I didn't think... Like the police. Yeah, there would have been no foliage. I would have very obvious if someone was sitting in a tree. (laughs) I'm picturing a pine. They might say I didn't write it down though. Um, Any final thoughts? That was a good one. I was also thinking some sort of switcheroo because there's so many switcheroo, but there Mm. was a kind of switcheroo if she's now Mrs. True, she's a different person. Yeah, Yeah, but clearly she wasn't meant for Mr. Cappell if. She's in love with Portal. You can't be in love with more than one person. Well, no one's life. meant for Mr. Cappell if he's a cold blood murderer. He's meant for but no then one. is a coward who just kills himself. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there are a lot of flaws in this Mr. Cappell character. Yeah. For sure. Luckily, we never met him. Screw that guy. We still don't know why that song made them think of him. Like, why that was the husband. Maybe that it was on New explained. Year's. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. It was no, it wasn't. Also, it was end of January. I'm sorry if you guys killed yourself in your house. I want to come and buy your house. <laughs> really? <laughs> you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't put a new telephone in and settle your wife there. <laughs> you clearly don't love me. <laughs> this is what I want for my and house. And then sleep in the room that you shot yourself <laughs> in. No, put my kids in there. <laughs> Your kids? No, my no. kids. <laughs> yes. Yes, please. Oh, man. Well, thank you all. I'm disappointed we didn't get it. I think we should do this yeah, again. I agree. I like this style a lot We're going to get it the next time. We were close. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, I think you came to it pretty quick, too. All right. Thank you, everyone at home. Uh, if you would also like to hear this, this group of gals chatting about Mr. Quinn... Uh, please let me know. Either send me a DM on Instagram at Tuesday Night Mystery Club or send me an email at Tuesday Night Mystery Club at gmail.com. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you get podcasts. And also, you should follow me on Instagram. I post real great pictures. They're super classy. Fantastic. Yeah. Everyone here loves them. Thank you. Goodbye.